Good evening, everyone. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and this is Lag Radio. Now, before we get into the video game of the week, as we do every single week, I wanted to talk a little bit about a, an event, actually, that I've attended just this past weekend. Happens in Los Angeles every single year, usually around the July 4th region. Uh, it's kind of popular. It draws in, you know, like 110,000 people over the course of the weekend. No big deal. Just, just a little thing. Uh, it's called Anime Expo. Yeah, so Anime Expo 2018 just happened, and I've been going since 2004. So this was just like my 14th, 15th anniversary, I guess, technically. But this was the first year that I've ever gotten to go as press. So it was a really big deal to me. I got a totally different experience from many previous years, uh, in part because I was press, but also in part because they just made some really big, really cool changes to the con. Uh, For one, the biggest change, and this was something that I'm sure everyone was just pouring their love for when it was announced was that they wouldn't have attendees register online and then come in day zero or day one and get their badge. Instead, they would be mailing out badges to everyone. And this is a game changer. This is something that I think a lot of the bigger cons, stuff like uh, I think San Diego Comic-Con now does it. It just makes everything so much smoother, so much less stress for everyone. And you're able to just, you know, walk up to the convention center day one with your badge and wait in line to get in instead of some bad, bad stuff just happened in previous years. People standing out in the sun for five hours, myself included. That happened in 20, uh, I believe it was 2016, possibly 2017. One of those that I stood out in the blazing hot Los Angeles sun for hours on end in some really sketchy neighborhoods too. So this totally circumvented that. It was smooth as butter. I loved it. Now the lines to get in were a little bit longer as a result because you don't have people in a different line instead, but it was much, much smoother. There's a lot of, uh, all the doors basically to the LA Convention Center were open and people were checking bags and security and all that. So um, yeah, props to them for making such a big change and making it so much better and just starting off the con on the right foot. Now, there were tons and tons of big events. There's no way I can cover all of these in the short amount of time I have here for the show, but I'll try and hit some of the big ones. First off, day one, My Hero Academia 2 Heroes, the world premiere. So this is arguably like the most popular series, I think, in America right now. One of the most popular in Japan, Boku no Hero Academia. This is their movie. This is the first time that they've had a movie, and it premieres here at Anime Expo before anywhere else, even Japan, months ahead of time. Wild stuff. They even had the voice of Deku, the uh, main character of the series. He was there to, yeah, just like greet everyone and and do a little bit of a, a, I guess, kind of a panel on stage. But it was a blast. I sat around side all these different really cool press folk um, that I had never met before. And it was so cool seeing everyone come from different walks of life. Like I had podcasters to my left. I had a really famous YouTube personality to my right. I had people from a big Japanese animation studio in front of me. It was just, yeah, mind blown. Like I was so uh, humbled to be there, but so, so grateful. The movie itself is not going to be coming out for a little while. It'll be coming out in theaters, actually, in America and Japan later this year. But uh, I will say it is super hype fest. It is such a good time uh, from start to finish. Yeah, it's kind of a classic, like, shonen sort of film. You know it's not going to affect the main series too much. It's just kind of like this fun side story. But there is so much fan service in it for everyone who's ever watched the show. You're going to love it. You're going to have such a blast. Now... Uh, besides the My Hero Academia movie, of 
course, there was also big music concerts. And that's one of the things that, of course, I would have to go to, given that we're a radio station. Duh. So the first day was M-Flo, very famous Japanese producer, electronic music producer, uh, M-Flo. He had his OdaQuest live event, which brought in a whole bunch of other Japanese, and I think one American artist, too, to DJ uh, their own sets in this like really big star-studded sort of thing. Now I got to watch most of it, not all of it unfortunately, because there was another event I had to go to later, but I did get to see Crystal K, I got to see Hachiyoji P, PKCZ, uh, UC, I think that was her name, UC or Yushi, and uh, most importantly in my opinion, Teddy Lloyd. Oh, I've been waiting to see Teddy Lloyd for so long. He is behind the soundtracks of stuff like Panny and Stocking with Garter Belt, and his DJ set easily surpassed everyone else's like it was a great uh great concert from what i saw all the lights production and everything i just wish the crowd was maybe a little more energetic i guess but teddy lloyd himself put on such an amazing set i wish that someone had recorded it and i could grab it uh after the fact but yeah overall it was wonderful i had a friend who sat through the rest of it um got to see mflow and everything and she was just in tears like it was her dream to see mflow so yeah great time and great job putting that together now the thing that i got had to leave the mflow concert for was the amv competition every single year this is my tradition since 2004 i've been going to the amv competition anime music videos for those of you who don't know basically bunch of passionate fans are able to cut up little bits and pieces of possibly one anime possibly a billion other animes and i don't know anime is not a plural i don't know why i said that eh it's fine anime <laughs> and uh yeah they basically just smush it all into one set to different music and it just creates this unbelievably creative unique sort of experience for a good you know two two and a half minutes whatever the length of the song is and I was, yeah, every single year I'm floored by all the stuff that people are able to put together. Like, I just can't imagine all the work that goes into editing and figuring out just the right scenes and just the right cuts. And you got to make sure it's good enough quality, you know, the recording itself that you've got. Ugh, it is so exciting and such a hype fest. All the different categories are great. I think the only one that's still kind of lacking like I said, I've been going since 2004, and I've seen ups and downs every year, but right now I think comedy is in a little bit of a slump. It's just not quite there. It's still struggling to get the laughs that they used to in some of the years prior, but generally speaking, outstanding performance of AMVs. So congrats to everyone. Congrats to some of my fa favorite ones, actually. Maburoshi Studio, Trenzilla, Shores Squared, they all put out some really standout stuff. So make sure that you check that those out on YouTube uh, later on. Now, day two, again, love, love, love how there's so much to do and you have to try and pick and choose, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to pick one thing over the other? I decided to go for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I had heard word around the con that you could play one of the demos that Square Enix brought, but the line was insane. So what I did was I decided to go first thing in the morning. And I was able to get in. I was one of the first ones to play it for day two. Uh, now, I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I do like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I've played a number of the spinoffs. Not all of them, but a number of them. But that is to say that they're not without their faults. Now, my first impressions of Kingdom Hearts 3... Now. The verdict is still out because the game doesn't come out until later in the year. But uh, when it comes to the demo, graphically, flooring. It was just stunning. I loved how it looked, all the particle effects, all the lighting. This is not the Kingdom Hearts from PS2 era or even 3DS or PS Vita, all those ones. This was a Kingdom Hearts 3 
spectacular when it comes to when it comes to its look and feel. Now, when it came to the battle system and when it came to one of the two worlds that I played in the demo, specifically the Toy Story world, I felt like it was kind of trying to do something that Kingdom Hearts doesn't really do. It, it didn't have the same aesthetic, didn't have the same emotional impact, didn't, it just didn't catch me. Uh, it wasn't as visually pleasing. And some of the combat changes that they made that they added in, I get the reasoning, but mm, I don't know. I think that they are going in a, in a different direction. So again, Verdict is still out because the game isn't out yet, but it was uh, still something that I need to play when it comes out because you got to see how the story wraps up. The thing has been going for like a decade and a half. So yeah, definitely excited for that. Second thing that I went to was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure panel. This was the world premiere, not just America debut, but the world premiere of Golden Wind, which is the new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, this one's a weird one, uh, kind of pun intended, because JoJo's, that whole series is like, it's so far out there, you would have never expected it to catch in the mainstream in America especially, but somehow David Production really pulled it out and made this an amazing quality adaptation of a very long-running anime, or a manga rather. So this premiere, packed house, everyone was so into it. They had two of the editors, actually the current and the previous manga editor for uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, on stage, and they also got to interview one of the... Uh, people from David Production, actually, one of the staff members from David Production was on on hand to discuss what goes into making the adaptation every single week. Um, so that was really cool to see. But of course, most importantly, was watching that premiere. Now, I don't know how the story is going to go. I haven't read the manga that far, but it really makes me wonder how this story is going to go because just like the main character alone i'm not going to spoil anything but the main character alone makes me go what that's wild how is this oh man 50 episodes of this i am ready okay after jojo's bizarre adventure though i did get to see one last uh premiere world premiere again oh anime expo really brings it i tell you every year is just more and more i got to see mari okada's uh debut directorial debut in a full length feature film called Makia, When the Promised Flower Blooms. Now, Mari Okada is known for a lot of very heavy emotional stuff, such as Anohana. That's the first ever anime to make me full-on ball in my room by myself. You know, no no shame in saying that. It's a very, very touching, very uh, heartfelt series. But Makia, no different in the sense that it's still able to really get you right in the, get you right in the feels, right in the Kokoro's. So I uh, I had a great time watching this movie. I will not spoil it again because it doesn't come out for some time. I think it actually comes out later this month, but it gets heavy. Bring some tissues and enjoy, especially the visuals. It's, it's a feast. It really is. And that ended basically my day two. Now, day three, a little bit less busy for me. I did go and see Aoji Omonji, uh, who is the author of the Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash light novel series, which I really like the anime adaptation. I really wanted to see what he had to say about light novels in general. It was hosted by the Jane Novel Club, which is kind of a startup English digital publishing unit um, that, yeah, is trying to put out you know, as much light novel stuff almost simultaneously as Japan gets it. So they're translating stuff regularly and, and publishing ebooks. But it was really interesting hearing about what he had to say about the light novel industry and, and how he goes day to day. Basically, his answers were just like, eh, I don't really have challenges because I just keep on writing more. So that was really cool stuff. Now, after I had finished the Aojumanji Grimgar light novel panel, I made my way over to Lounge 21 for the first time in the weekend because a 
chip metal band. Yes, not a chiptune band, not a heavy metal band, but a fusion of the two that I had been following for a few months now called Super Madness had a live show. And uh, they would be performing, I assumed at least, Castlevania tracks and Mega Man tracks. But I had never in my wildest dreams imagined that they'd actually play the cover song that I first learned about their existence through. So if you guys have been following the show, you know that I follow the Chiptunes Equals Win compilation. Been uh, following that group for a long time now. And they recently released a compilation called Chips Equals flipped and it was uh basically like different renditions of chiptune originally chiptune songs but in different styles so super madness contributed by doing their own heavy metal version of zantilla's maggie's quest and it was just like the standout track for me in that album so i absolutely had to see them live the show was outstanding i got to meet some of the band afterwards get a super sweet t-shirt they rocked like even though everyone was sitting down basically there were still a few people who would stand up and just like mosh in place basically i was certainly trying to headbang uh, without shaking the couch too much in the uh, region. But Lounge 21 was very, very chill atmosphere. The heavy metal contrast was a, a nice change as well, change of pace. So super cool of them, and uh, well, hopefully I'll be able to talk to them later on in the year for the show. Now, after that was a lot of just kind of like dealer's room, exhibit hall stuff, checking around about merch and seeing how all the things are going on in there. I'm very glad that they kept a lot of the lanes, a lot of the aisles very wide for people to walk through. Because otherwise, like, there's a lot of people, and it is very tough to breathe and walk through some of those aisles, at least in previous years. So this current year, 2018, I was glad that they just kind of kept things wide apart. There's a lot of focus on, like, really fashionable merchandise, too. Stuff that's, like, kind of anime, but tasteful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never seen it before in previous years like that. So I'm looking forward to that trend continuing, because... Yeah, it's, it's actually really nice rather than having a lot of like kitschy or, or very like cheesy anime gear. Now, after that, I wrapped up the night with a special extra event. So something that wasn't part of Anime Expo kind of as a part of having a ticket. But if you could buy an extra ticket to go to see JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Escape Room. Subtitle is The Hotel. I got to go with one of my friends, uh, actually a few of my friends. And we each got our own, like, personas from the JoJo series. We could pick which one we wanted to be. Each of us had a different special power, and we had to work, like, separately but also in tandem to try and conquer all these different puzzles and, and uh, th- like, thought puzzles, riddles, and there's, like, locked boxes and all this stuff. In the end, like, only two of the groups, probably there was, like, 13 of them in the room, uh, maybe only two of the groups actually survived and figured out the final riddle, the final, like, kind of trick ending. But all in all, it was my first time ever doing some sort of escape room-like activity, and it was a blast. Uh, I think it was well worth it. The previous year, there was a Final Fantasy XIV event that was put on by the same company, and unfortunately, I missed it. I love Final Fantasy XIV, so um, yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself for missing out on that one because they put on a really decent production. And that pretty much finished my day three. My last day was much more tempered out. I didn't try and go into the Attack on Titan premiere because I knew everyone and their mother and their dog would be there. So I kind of just took it easy, tried checking out all the other things, the entertainment hall, uh, tried checking out just like the calm room, I think it's called, or the relaxation room, I forget. Basically like the quiet space. If you just need like time away from all the hustle and bustle of the con, always a nice addition uh, to see there. And I was glad to finally experience it. And got to play some board games with some friends, Got to just wander around the halls and see everyone having a great time. Families, couples, solo, doesn't matter. Everyone was there. Everyone was having a great time. 
And uh, yeah, it was really good atmosphere this year. I think that just the whole ticket thing in the beginning, the fact that we didn't have to pick up our badges adjusted the whole thing. So yeah, very, very glad to have had that changed this year. That's going to just about wrap up my review. If you want to see the full review, though, I'm very, very wordy. You're going to look online. I'm going to try and post the uh, text version of it in the near future, so look forward to that. Yeah, again, they're going to be long. <laughs> I had a lot to say about all the different things I did. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned, though. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Mid-Boss, and this is Lag Radio. <laughs>